Hello, wonderful podcast family. What a privilege and honor to be with you during these challenging and critical times. I am sending you all of my love, support, well wishes through the airwaves to you and your family. This time has caused a crazy influx for me and my life, and I'm doing my best to bring you the best episodes and guests possible. And so if you want to support the show, please share episodes. Please leave a review in iTunes. Consider becoming a patron and go to patreon.com forward slash Matt Belair, and that helps immensely. Also, join the Academy. You'll get access to the amazing Soul Compass course with your membership, and the membership is only 33 bucks. and right now, you can pay whatever you want. If you want to join the Academy, just let me know what you can pay. Would love to have you as a member. Just send an email to Matt at zenathlete.com. Um, leave a review and just do whatever you can to get the podcast out there. It helps immensely and I'm going to be bringing you a lot of episodes to the best of my ability during these times to help empower you and your family. Um, so the last thing that you can do and it's the most important thing now is to do three kind acts a day. Go out of your way to do it and resist the urge to tell anybody. Be the light in your community. Reach out to friends. Send a kind note. Make people laugh. Think of creative ways to empower your friends, your family, and your community in these times. So thank you so much for being here. I know you're going to enjoy today's episode. So before we dive in, let's come into a powerful state of peace and coherence. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose and fill every cell, every muscle, and every fiber of your being with joy, connection, empowerment, faith, courage, and ready to take on this incredible episode. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is affectionately known as the Certified Health Nut. His unique holistic approach uses nature-based simplicity anyone can follow. As a Versace model in Milan 28 years ago, he studied nutrition, herbs, and internal purification as a way of looking and feeling great in front of the camera. He has scoured the earth for the most powerful health and healing methods, working with indigenous tribes in the Amazon as a medicine hunter, studying the ancient Vipassana meditation technique, Ashtanga yoga, and more recently at the world-famous Czech Institute, working closely with Paul Check. His videos have inspired millions of people to live healthier, and now he is a part of the Discovery Network. His vision for clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in his lifetime drives his passionate work for personal and planetary wellness. He is the author of the upcoming book, Ripped at 50, A Journey to Self-Love. Welcome to the show, Troy Casey. Yeah, baby. Super <laughs> excited up, to be here, Matt. Yeah, man. Uh, I love your work. I, I love your personality and who you are. I feel like uh, you're the version of me I hope to be at 50. That beard is wonderful. Uh, you're doing so much amazing work, man. It's a privilege to have you on the show. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me on, man. So grateful. Yeah, man. So I'm familiar with your work. Uh, you're definitely out there. You're doing a lot of amazing things. But for those who might be new to you and, and what you're doing, do you want to give them a little bit of background about your journey and how you came uh, to be in the inspiration of the book that, you've, that you're about to release? It's coming soon. 
Yeah, it's basically it's 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 done. We're in pre-launch right now, and so uh, yeah. So uh, you know, I started out as a Versace model, and uh, I think I'm going to have to close my door. We got a little construction outside in front of my house. Uh, so uh, I started out as a Versace model, and uh, um, you know, uh, you know, I, I, I study the basics of Taoism, and there's two forces on this planet, and uh, yin and yang and masculine feminine and inhalation exhalation and i believe that our curse is our gift so i had constipation i had digestive issues i had bloating uh and i was a model so i would i would go out i'd look normal and then i'd eat something that wasn't good for my system and then the next day i'd be all inflamed and so it took me many years to get the gluten piece together and and uh really just fine-tune my diet but early on I went down to the American bookstore when I was living in Milan and uh, bought a book on nutrition. I didn't know anything about nutrition. You know, Captain Crunch and Pop-Tarts were, and TV dinners were, you know, I'm an American. That's kind of the way I grew up. And uh, yeah, my mom made some nutritious food for me. But again, we ate plenty of cereal and we ate plenty of, you know, pasteurized dairy, et cetera, et cetera. I was vaccinated. I took plenty of antibiotics that probably messed up my gut microbiome as well. There's some emotional disturbances, you know, that I went through. And I know that later on, especially when I started doing Tao stomach massage, um, that those emotions, they get jumbled up uh, through your vagus nerve and through all your, uh, um, uh, your organs and your intestines and stuff. And so um, 30 years later, I, you know, I had constipation for like 20 years, 20 something years. And I would take different herbs to stimulate peristalsis function. I would do fasting, cleansing, juicing. Um, I have never been tested for the uh, motherfucker gene, but I think I have it. You know, my methylation, it's like hard for me to detox. So I've done all the workarounds with fasting and juicing, uh, herbs, uh, really to get my, my organs uh, working. And, you know, I think looking in the mirror, you see a direct reflection of your internal organs is on your skin. And so I've been able to, again, do some workarounds, but I've amassed some level of um, expertise or information around nutrition, um, fasting, uh, herbs, and, uh, you know, all the workaround tools to get my body to work uh, uh, optimally. And so 30 years later, uh, you know, I help people do the same thing. Um, and it's a miracle when you get your gut microbiome online and uh and it's hell it's hell on earth if you don't you know i think taking a good shit is underrated <laughs> you know honestly and uh and now that my gut is online i mean nothing is more euphoric than you know every single day having as uh, paul check likes to call him you know mr poopy policeman you know the big ones and uh and that just feels good. And I feel good. And, and uh, you know, I, I partied a lot during my uh, uh, modeling days in, 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 in uh, Miami and New York and Tokyo and living in Milan. And, and uh, when I moved to Los Angeles to start an acting career, I knew I couldn't do that as a party animal, as a drunk. And uh, so I found Vipassana meditation. And uh, at the same time, I, I found Ashtanga yoga as well. And, got into yoga and, and, uh, and, uh, and then I started working with indigenous Maori healers from New Zealand and, uh, had some powerful miracles, uh, happened with them. 
And, uh, and soon after that, somebody turned me on to an herbal company in the Amazon. And again, I, I had an affinity towards herbs. I loved herbs and I loved what they could do and um, the effects. You know, it's like, it's like plant drugs, you know? And so, uh, so I started taking the herbs from the Amazon and I loved them. And I was already handing out herb catalogs from other companies, telling actors and people to, you know, hey, take care of yourself. You're in front of the camera. And, uh, and then the Amazon herb company came along and, and, you know, they wrote me a commission check for that. So I instantly started making money doing that. Became successful with the company, won a trip down to the Amazon started drinking ayahuasca and uh you know the rest is kind of history everything else has been unfolding on the internet ever since i had three very powerful visions one was an amalgamation of my online uh, amalgamation of my uh on camera career um my natural medicine studies and uh i was doing stand up comedy at the time and certified health knot was born right there in the amazon and uh Came out of the jungle and YouTube is a brand new reality. Started posting stuff up on there. And, and um, the second vision I had was the, the vision of my daughter uh, came to me. And uh, I wasn't married at the time. I wasn't in a relationship. And, uh, and so, uh, and that, that vision has been unfolding ever since. And the third vision that I had is that humanity makes it from the precipice of ecological disaster that we find ourselves here. And I came out of the jungle and I, you know, I was waving the flag. Hey guys, Amazon rainforest is fucking amazing. They got all these plants down there and we're chopping the thing down in an alarming clip, you know, Hey, let's do something. Let's save it. Let's, you know, uh, buying the herbs from the company I was working with empowered the Indians. You know, we had a good system for making a difference, but I realized you can't compete with lumber and oil. Right. And, and then the cash crops, the coca and coffee and, and, chocolate and and uh and of course soybeans for uh you know these factory farms and so so i was like shit you know and nobody cared because everybody's stressed out driving in traffic so i had you know i, I studied success and marketing trying to get my message out there more and more and my mentors always told me you know hey troy chunk it down you know make it individualized and so that's what ripped at 50 is ripped at 50 you know i came out of the jungle going you know, waving the flag of the Amazon, nobody gave a shit. So ripped at 50, a journey to self-love is my end around, right? Instead of going straight up the middle, it's the end around. It's, uh, the book is about our symbiotic relationship to the earth. Um, it's through line is the natural law of correspondence, as above, so below. How do we expect to be healthy if the world's not healthy? And, and uh, how do we expect the world to be healthy if we're not healthy? So it's got nine pillars of health. All the ancient martial arts masters have said replication of the basics. And so uh, it's got everything from, you know, hydration, nutrition, sleep, movement, breathing. But we also focus on dream, purpose, and legacy, which is very important. I go, uh, I go into nature as well. And uh, it's my big, uh, my big swan song, my big Hail Mary to really activate human consciousness. So my mission on the planet, I'm very clear on that, is uh, my mission is to raise human consciousness and change all systems on the planet. My vision is clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all mankind in my lifetime. That's amazing, man. I absolutely love all that. In your bio, you, you 
share it eloquently where you say, um, you know, the vision is for clean air, water, soil, and equitable systems for all of mankind. There is so much that we can dive into here. And I guess the first thing I'll think about is the listener who's struggling with health. And so what do you recommend for somebody to just get on track to feel healthy, to feel vibrant, to feel alive, take care of their body? And then I'd like to get into human optimization and what do you see as the limits for human performance and potential? So one of the things that I have done and was very curious about is that same question. So I trained in China with Shaolin monks and they could break stone with two fingers, one guy particularly. Mm -hmm. And that you would think is impossible, but could actually do it. So makes you think what is actually possible here? What, what is in each individual possible? Uh, it, what is possible for each individual? And then finally, I'm going to throw it all at you. So maybe you can kind of answer to one big long rant. Um, but that vision is amazing. And I think that one of the things that I learned from studying with indigenous elders is that they've shared with me the next stage of human evolution for our species is peace. We need peace. Yes. We need to stop yes. killing each other. And so I would yes. love to hear your insights on how can we move towards peace? How can we move towards this vision? Because like you waving the flag, sometimes you're waving the flag. And, and like you said, everyone's busy and stressed out and they have problems. And so would love to hear just more details on how we might be able to affect that change. Yeah. So uh, at the core, everyone wants peace. And that is where we're headed. Um, that's what I'm claiming. That's what I'm speaking into existence. I, I, I believe that the uh, rules of alchemy uh, are at play uh, in the third dimension. Uh, abracadabra literally means your word is your wand. The Wright brothers wanted to fly like an eagle. And we do that no problem now. So there are um, all possibilities. That's what I believe in. So walking on water, breaking bricks with two fingers, you know, the one-handed punch, you know, whatever you want to, whatever you want to get into as far as human optimization, it is available. How much do you want to develop yourself? I believe that the frequency and vibration and the octave of this planet is going to raise and that's going to raise the frequency that this consciousness that we're talking about, that you talk about on your social platform. I talk about online is going to be a baseline for humanity moving forward. And I believe that this year is a big year for that octave to start shifting. Uh, I think the, I, I think the vibration has already started shifting. Uh, we just haven't seen it as crystallized uh, as, as it can be. My four major solutions, because when, once the book comes out and uh, here, here's the book cover. <laughs> and so once, once the book comes out, is that Burning Man? No, but that's oh, in the desert of California. Okay. So once the book comes out, as you can see, I've got my American flag underwear. Now, I Very believe nice. that uh, <laughs> as far as modern written history civilization, I think that, that even though America is not perfect and our military industrial complex has been co-opted by nefarious uh, groups on the planet, I do believe that the Constitution of the United States is advanced. It was co-opted. Uh, by, the, by the founding fathers uh, from the Iroquois Confederacy. I think women had a larger play in it when it was the Iroquois Confederacy, and I think that's been left out. I think more balance will start to come in uh, to that, even though women are um, in government now, it's still a man's world. And so, I, and, and I, I, it's, it's about balance. It's not, it's not about, you know, feminism or 
you know, the divine feminine is going to rule the roost. It's called balance, guys. Balance, masculine and feminine. Uh, another um, um, uh, universal law is uh, the law of polarity and the law of gender. And so there's always going to be the masculine and feminine. There's two genders on this planet. And so, but I have my American flag bikini on there. And uh, I am going to run for president of planet Earth as soon as the book comes out. And so uh, I think we see a lot of circus here in the United States. Who's going to become president? It's just a big shit show. It's a big circus. It's a popularity game. And I'm just going to run right alongside of it. And so, um, so my solutions are free energy, speaking that into existence. Nikola Tesla has already invented it. Uh, in the 80s, they were working on cold fusion before they shut that down. We have to understand that uh, Rockefeller, especially John D. Rockefeller, he was into monopolies. If anybody fucked with him, he'd rip up railroads and, you know, any kind of shipping lanes that was fucking with his oil supply, you know, he would make their business hell, right? And so, and then the Rockefellers, they started the American Medical Association, they started the UN, all these control mechanisms. They also fund universities. And so that's why if you're, if you're in a physics department and you start talking about free energy, you know, you'll probably get kicked out of school, right? Because uh, those types of advanced thinking, even though we think that uh, a university like that would allow people to think outside of the box, they don't, right? Because it, um, it, can, uh, it can mess up business. And, and that's the thing. And instead of just getting into a bunch of conspiracy theories, because God, I've seen plenty of that on the internet over the years, with Alex Jones and all that stuff. The fact of the matter is, it's just business, guys. Oil business, pharmaceutical business, it's just business. And we're living in uh, a debt slave system uh, attached to a petrodollar uh, that has no gold backing. Um, and so people are just trying to, you know, pay for their own swimming pool and Rolls Royce and everything else. Not that there's anything wrong with material or Rolls Royces or anything like that. The fact of the matter is we're just a little out of balance right now and we can evolve. Oil has taken us to where we, we are, where we are right now, which I say is a wake-up point, right? We gotta, we've, we've oppressed ourselves to awaken ourselves. It's like the, the concrete on the shoot of grass, right? You can't, you can't keep the human spirit down. And so, so we, we're awakening ourselves. So oil and money got to go. It's all intertwined, um, in my humble opinion. Uh, and anyone can debate me on this. And the problem is, is is I, 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 I can make some enemies because most people, if we start having this conversation, they have to, it undermines their worldview, it undermines their education, it undermines their career, it undermines the complete sum total of their ideas of who they think they are. And so the fact of the matter is, is, is uh, I'm calling forth free energy. Nikola Tesla already invented it, cold fusion is there. Anything in the mind of man can be conceived. Everything that we see, all the physical things that I'm sitting in my home right now are all made from the mind of man, right? Even the telephones that we're on right now. So all possibilities. So I believe in free energy. Nikola, Elon Musk is already building complete infrastructure for this, right? For electric cars. And so free energy takes the uh, zero point resonance of a uh, cubic centimeter of space and you can supply uh, enough energy for the whole planet for a year just with that. Nassim Harriman is onto this as well. Mark Rodin has the mathematics. I think uh, uh, Tesla also talked about the mathematics, three, six, and, and nines. 
And so again, Mark Roden, I think, has the most mathematics on it. Bottom line is, we can solve our problems, and free energy is going to be one of the major things that sets us free. Then um, the gift economy, brothers and sisters, we all have gifts. And so, um, you know, uh, people ask me, well, who's going to, you know, clean the toilets and this and that? Hey, look, I live on Santa Monica Beach. I love the public beach here. And if I got to do some community service work to keep my beach online, scrub some toilets once a week, I got no problem with that. I can put my ego aside. If we're going to create an egalitarian uh, community where money is not an issue and where brothers and sisters can give their gifts, what does that look like? Well, you know, public speaking is the number one feared uh, uh, element on the planet. It's the number one thing human beings fear is public speaking. I don't have a problem with that. That's an easy gift for me. Some people like to cook food. Some people like to take care of children. Some people like to take care of the elderly. Some people like to help people die. You know, I, that's not in my wheelhouse. Everyone has their gift. You know, another perfect example of the gift economy. I love the Wu-Tang Clan. When I see them in concert, when I see the RZA, I would give my shirt off the back. These brothers have made millions of dollars. Selling. They don't need my shirt, but I'd be willing to give it to them, right? Because the music that they give me excites me at a certain level, boils my blood and activates my consciousness, right? So that's just some prime examples for that. The other one is self-care education. Once you learn how to take care of yourself, we're in alignment with the laws of biomimicry, which states life creates conditions conducive for life. So once you start taking care of your organism, you know that the local environment is what feeds you. And so um, right now we're pretty doped up on materialism and the mind control around that uh, because there's only four human needs, uh, uh, water, food, shelter, and fire. And uh, technology can be represented in fire, whether that's a, a vehicle or one of these phones right here. And so uh, everything else is a want, right? And we're programmed by Kardashian-type consciousness and uh, Disney-type consciousness to buy all the shit that we don't need, right? And we're eating garbage food and chemicals and everything else and these toxic compounds. And so, of course, people smell like shit and then need deodorant. And, and if they don't buy deodorant, then they're not going to get the girl and they're not going to get married, which represents love, which represents hormonal connection, which represents everyone wants to get laid at the biochemical level. And the corporations know this. So they play us with fear, right? Fear of not getting the girl or fear of, you know, other dropping bombs on us. And so they sell everything to us with fear and then they program the mind. So it's just about dismantling that. So self-care education is a, is a, is a, is a, is, is a critical step. And then permaculture, food is free. You drop a seed into the ground and it fruits. They were, I think that some of the Indians were growing watermelons out in the desert, right? They figured out the technology and they could grow it right out of sand, right? So we're intelligent. Seeds dropped in fertile soil will grow stuff, right? So um, permaculture is real. And so we just have corporations right now that own the media and they also own the chemical companies that are masquerading as pharmaceuticals they're masquerading as agribusiness companies and they're bamboozling people and saying they're feeding the world but actually if you look at the health statistics 70 percent of the american people are obese or overweight so who are they feeding you know that sounds like a starving person eating mutated food becoming a mutant if 70 percent of the people are obese and then they're starving so they keep putting in the inputs but the inputs have no connection 
They're frankenfoods. They're not making a connection biochemically. And so they're storing. Body's intelligent. The, the, the body goes, oh, this input, it doesn't compute. What do I do with it? All right, let me put a lipid structure around that, a fat structure, and store it in the human biocomputer for later. And that's where you get this obesity, morbidly obesity. That's, to me, you know, as above, so below. You're eating mutated food, you're turning into a mutant. You know, it only seems like common sense, but oh no, you know, scientists are the prostitutes of the modern era. So everybody wants scientific proof. Do you have any scientific proof for that? Well, just look at your results. Results never lie. So those are my four major solutions I'm speaking into existence. Free energy, gift economy, self-care education, and permaculture. That's the platform I'm running across America with my American flag bikini running for the president of planet Earth. Holy smokes, man. Well, that's an answer I didn't expect. And I absolutely love it because, um, you know, my initial, uh, let's say, inspiration into this field was I didn't understand how we had war. And I was at a young age, it made no sense to me that we had war and also starvation didn't make any sense. I figured, um, you know, we have so many millionaires. So how is it that people are literally starving to death that it just didn't compute? And so then I was down the rabbit holes and, and you summed it up very well in the whole world of conspiracy, it's run by money and, and old organizations. And they just, they become a, like a business entity, you know, like an egregor or something. And it's all gone awry and it's out of balance. And it's interesting that you bring up the Iroquois because um, that declaration in studying with a Mi'kmaq elder, he says the Mi'kmaq culture is uh, patriarchy. And if you think about it and there's a fight in the home, usually the, the highest person with the most wisdom and discerning and if you need to get clubbed with a stick is going to be your grandma you know what i mean she right. most of the time if you know but she's right. like they have such a level of com compassion and they think a little bit differently and you know what i mean they, they, they're just um you know we have a lot of respect for our grandmothers and so it's interesting that you use that analogy because it just seems like the world that we're living in is a, just a little bit too far material a little bit too far masculine a little bit too far competitive and uh, you and your, your, uh, your flag bikini there, whatever you run around is, the analogy that I like to give is like, if they're aliens, you know, lots of people like to talk about aliens and extraterrestrials. If they exist and they're looking at us in spaceships, they're going to be like, man, this is a crazy, um, crazy civilization. And I saw this little quote once and it said, uh, hey, we found life. It's like, are they intelligent? And it said, um, you know, they had weapons. He's like, no, we don't think so because they're pointed at themselves. And, and so I like the analogy of thinking about team earth. What mm. if, you know, there was this interstellar Olympics and, and team earth can be involved and we brought together team USA, China, Korea, Canada, Russia, all these countries. And we set aside all our differences, but we work as a singular species for the betterment of all people. And if we did that, Within six months or a year, we would have massive, drastic, incredible change on this planet. We could become a space civilization. We could do all these things. But there are money and old structures and old interests that um, obviously separate us. That yeah, separate prevent that us. from happening. So, you know, there's a lot of great documentaries out there you can watch. I was thinking about the corporation. I was thinking about Thrive documentary and going to Egypt with uh, Nassim Haramein and the Resonant Science Project and what they're working on is very fascinating stuff. Looking at ancient civilizations and real history is all very fascinating. But I love what you talked about when you talked about biomimicry. And it seems like if we're going to make a change 
on these large scale, it does have to start with the individual. And if you can come to health, you are literally showing other people that pattern because another analogy I've used quite often, and it's very relevant for this show, is that if everybody in the world were 300 pounds and overweight and lethargic and unhappy, but you were fit and you were happy and you um, had energy and vitality, you would be showing them that there's another option. And it seems like more and more are moving towards Wall-E and this isolation and being very soft and, and just kind of taken with external influences rather than the inner power that we all hold. So the importance of finding your own mastery and your own self-love, I think that's the beginning of it. And I don't know how uh, deep your book goes on that, but it's interesting that it seems that most people really struggle with self-worth and love. Their inner critic is so terrible to them. And if they could find that inner peace and that inner inspiration, like having your inner voice being your number one cheerleader, that alone yes. to inspire you to move forward is that that's the catalyst of the whole thing. And that's what you can give to other people. It's not saying I know more than you. It's not saying this is the right way. It's saying I found a place where I can love and accept myself as I am the good and the bad. And yes, I'm going to mess up and yes, I'm going to do my best. But that there from that, that place of self love, it's like having a boat that works. We have all these sinking boats, but if you want to help somebody else, you just have to make sure that your own boat is working and then you can help pack somebody else up and then everybody is kind of lifted with that idea. So it's a bit of a rant. I was just curious if you can speak a little bit on the process of self-love and acceptance. Well, um, yeah, I mean, what comes to mind is, uh, you know, my wife and I, we couldn't solve our problems together. So we got divorced and then uh, about a year into that, she started drinking the magical brew ayahuasca and that really helped her. And even though I had a history of that, um, since we've been married, working in the Amazon, uh, she only drank a half cup once upon a time and, and never really you know, did any more work. But once we were divorced, she had to start looking inside. And ayahuasca did a lot of heavy lifting uh, psychologically. And then, uh, then we got remarried. And now we're remarried, and then of course the shadow is still there, you know. Uh, but we believe that we can live in the honeymoon period forever, so we're very interested in looking at that. So we're studying Marshall Rosenberg's nonviolent communication right now, um, and we're also studying uh, with Jason Kristoff. He's got uh, uh, self sabotage. It's all about self sabotage. So self sabotage goes hand in hand with self care. The foundation for anti, for the antidote for self sabotage is everything I teach in my book, The Nine Pillars, uh, self-love, self-care. And so um, because most people are self-medicating, there's also a limbic system, a reptilian brain connection of survival. Uh, if your parents only made $20,000, dollars $50,000, $50, if they were overweight, if they abused with alcohol, et cetera, when you start doing good or bad, you go back to those self-medication tools that they used. Um, especially good. And you see this with, with uh, rock and rollers and famous actors, they spin out. You got the Kurt, the Kurt Cobains and the, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, uh, rock and rollers have uh, OD'd on drugs and Britney Spears, you know, they just start spinning out too much, too much, too fast. And uh, their limbic system doesn't support that. So how is the, the work around? Because I've always worked to be successful and, when I was unconscious of what I was doing, I didn't know what I was doing. And that's in the book as well. Now that I have my purpose, dream, and legacy, I also struggled in business. So I had to become better in business. 
And then I had to look at my own uh, self-sabotage patterns. So I am working with hypnosis now. I've been working with that. Obviously, I've been working with ayahuasca. I've been working with Vipassana meditation, which rewires the nervous system. So once we can flip on to a higher level, I believe, again, the all possibilities that we're programmed and we can advance in life and we can have very successful careers in anything uh, that we truly desire to create. So what Jason Kristoff talks about with uh, self-sabotage, like caffeine, for example, is very excitatory. It's a very addicting drug and uh, it's very socially acceptable. Uh, but most of my clients and the people I see in the world, including myself, burn out on too much caffeine. You add to that chemical stress and the way of the world, it just adds more stress. So caffeine is a drug and it can be completely misused. Obviously, uh, commercial cigarettes and tobacco, uh, especially commercial cigarettes, um, can be um, uh, abused and adulterated. Uh, which cause all, all sorts of problems. I believe that tobacco is a sacred plant, so there needs to be a little bit of a differentiation. Uh, and with all power, uh, powerful entities, uh, respect and reverence is required for something like uh, as powerful as tobacco and understanding. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but I just wanted to put that nuance in there. And then, of course, alcohol. And now marijuana is even, you know, it's legal now, so it's more socially acceptable. And, and pharmaceutical drugs, basically heroin's legal right now it's with synthetic opiates. And so these are checkout materials. And then you could probably add junk food to that as well and TV or social media. Um, and so these things are all potential uh, for us to do self-sabotage. And so, um, and they're, of course, they're, they're unfettered, unregulated right now. Everybody drinks coffee, right? Everybody drinks coffee, and of course, there's levels of quality of coffee. So your 7-Eleven cup of coffee is going to be more like speed, and obviously your high-powered espresso is going to be higher quality, uh, but if you're drinking it all the time, you know it's going to activate cortisol, and it's going to open you up for more self-sabotages mechanisms. So uh, self-love goes hand-in-hand with self-sabotage, and that goes hand-in-hand with the Taoist outlook as well. There's two sides to each coin. Um, and so uh, if you want to balance out, right? And, and again, it's not that you can't have alcohol, coffee, or tobacco, or any of that stuff. It's just, or marijuana, or any of that stuff. But what, what does the ancient sages say? Walk the razor's edge. Walk the middle path. And the pendulum swings both ways. So if you go to complete austerity, the potential for it to go to complete debauchery is there, right? So... When you understand, you have respect and reverence for the self-sabotage mechanisms, you understand where it is, and you don't go into self-beat up, right? I'm using coffee or tobacco or whatever I'm using right now. Am I addicted to it? Is it causing problems? And if it is, let me be aware of this because awareness is the first step. And then uh, from there, you can start making decisions. Too many hangovers over the years is what made me stop drinking, right? They turned into five-day hangovers of, it felt like the flu. Right? And I'm like, I can't operate as a human being like that. So eventually I got sick of that and, and grew out of that. Right? So awareness is the first step. And then you want to walk the middle, the, 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 the middle path because the trap in like something like AA is you go have a drink, you relapse, you get a case of the fuckets, and then next thing you know, you're on cocaine and, and hookers and, and your fucking life is toast again. You're in prison, right? So, so it's about balance. You know, it's coming to balance and it's about awareness. And when you understand these things at a much higher level, 
oh, I'm self-medicating with this because I feel bad about that. Okay, all right, well, what are some of the tools that I use? What are some of the tools that Matt uses? Oh, walking, okay, barefoot walking. Okay, uh, jumping in cold body water. Okay, uh, how about baseline organic nutrition, high quality nutrition? How about high quality uh, uh, water? How about forgiving all the motherfuckers that harmed you or you think harmed you? How about that? How about letting go of the past? How about, how about uh, getting some good sleep? How about going to bed around 10? How about sleeping with the circadian rhythms and being smart about that? How about changing your thoughts? How about doing some hypnosis? How about listening to some podcasts like this one right here and reprogramming your mind and moving in that direction? So there's solutions everywhere. And so it's about balance. And this is where, this is where the self-care education, uh, self-love you know, mechanisms come into hand because you want that as a baseline. Health is a baseline for anything and everything. Martial arts, health. Snowboarding, health, right? You can't have high performance unless you have a baseline of health, mental health, relationship health. It's gotta be health as a baseline. And there's nine pillars as I've outlined uh, before and I've talked about that. You know, getting into nature is important. Hydration, nutrition, movement. The body's designed to move. So that's my rant on self-care education. <laughs> that was epic, man. I love that. And I, you know, it was when you painted the picture of all the self-sabotaging items, it's interesting because there's slippery ones in there, right? And new ones that we didn't have when we were kids. Like, you know, I don't know what you grew up with, but the first system that I got was... Um, porn. <laughs> porn. I forgot porn. <laughs> Oh yeah. Porn. Yeah. Porn is out there. Yeah. There's so many and it's so easy, but the first system I got was Nintendo. Right. And now the entry level system for a kid is full on VR. So what in the flying heck is it going to be when they're 30 years old? And I read an article a long time ago, talked about um, past civilizations to predict the future. And it talked about an implementing a new technology that would change the civilization. So some of them in the past was the written word and then paper and then the printing press and then media. So the ability to send uh, radio waves and signals. And the new one was the internet. And the fascinating thing that this predicted was a change in the governmental structure. And uh, I forget what the other one was, but I liked, oh, an education. And I feel like yeah. if within one generation, if we changed our education like you talk about the self-care we could really have a a massive influence because our minds unfortunately we are very easily manipulated you spoke a little bit about hypnosis and i think self-hypnosis is probably the most effective and easiest tool for mental recalibration that that exists but people think it's so complicated and really what I think it is, it's just simply guided meditation with what inspires you with, with emotions and feelings. And you can change your script any single day. I've been using it since I've been a teenager. And whenever I use it with a client, whether it's an athlete or whether it's an individual, it's such a powerful tool, just like barefoot walking or taking care of your body. You want to integrate that into your mental health because it's showing you clearly the direction you want to go. And if you're feeling overwhelmed and anxious and out of control, it means that you don't feel like you have any control of your life. You feel like your body's out of whack. You feel like your direction's out of whack. You feel like you don't want to show up at that job. That sucks. And you don't feel like you're in control. And so this visualization and this intention of where you want to go is that first piece, just like that awareness. And you know you can start to build to that through action. And so there's a lot of different ways I'd like to kind of continue. But I was curious if you could share a little bit 
uh, with what you learned with the Maori, because I've, I've studied a lot with the indigenous, uh, one indigenous person in, in particular, David Lombert Senapas, who's a Mi'kmaq, but also I've done in-depth, uh, you might know who Clifford Mahuti is and Carlos Barrios. Yes. Yeah. Um, very fascinating. And what's been interesting is they all have a 20,000 year oral history, 20,000 years. I've talked to them all individually when they didn't know each other. Now they kind of know each other, especially Clifford and David, and their stories were so similar. And our culture has never asked them. And within one or two generations, we've disconnected their entire history through, uh, I forget the, when you try to wipe out a culture, cultural genocide by yeah. taking their kids through the, through the school system. So they forgot their lineage. And there's only a few, Clifford said, there's only a few that remember. And Clifford, I don't know how old he is, maybe 70 or 80 or something, um, or 60. I don't know, Clifford, sorry. <laughs> but, you know, so the importance of what we could do if we use that in reverse, use our athletes, our musicians, our big media networks to inspire positivity, change global harmony. Um, that could have a massive effect immediately because and in Correct. studying hypnosis, if I say, don't think about an orange hippopotamus or don't imagine, um, you know, the USA getting bombed by Korea, that's what they put in your mind, but it was never there before. So now you're worried about it, but you weren't two seconds ago, right? right. But the same way you can do that, you can put inspiring, you can teach compassion, you can teach self-care, tolerance and all these things. And so um, I'm just curious if you can share a little bit about that rant if you want to add on to it and some maybe the most important lesson you learned from your time studying with indigenous cultures yeah well same things happening in the amazon you know they say when a shaman dies you know it's like a living library and uh and the kids you know there's tvs and stuff all the way down in the amazon and so and 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 the indigenous are getting displaced off of their land as well and you know they're they're selling tapestries and pottery in in lima and stuff in the city centers and so they're being marginalized and then they're they're also being conditioned uh, through the culture the uh, you know Justin Bieber and you know all, all that stuff and and that type of music and technology and then they think they have to be that and so my mentor said uh what what, what did he say he was at the TMJ conference my mentor is Paul Check and and he was like uh you know, only in like a hundred years of industrialization have we wiped out a thousand years of truth. And so, and, and he asked the group, do you think that's true? And he says, good. Okay. Now with technology, 10 years, you know, repeatedly of truth could wipe out a hundred years of nonsense. Let's get busy. Right. So the internet's here. And so I helped coach Paul and a bunch of stuff on his social media. I put him in uh, a couple of movies and um, really helped to get his message out. And I've just taken his message and, and taken the ball and run with it or incorporated it into mine and, uh, and taken the ball and run with it. It's all about popularization. We are in sophomore consciousness right now. We are in, it's almost like elementary school, honestly. You know, it's a popularity game. Barack Obama, I think, spent a half billion dollars and got into the presidency and, you know, uh, Kardashian type consciousness. And so, so it's almost like you play it at the same game. You know, I've been in the fashion industry for many years and, and obviously I like opulent things and, and, you know, I wear things. I, I, you know, I go out into the culture, I, I go skiing, I go snowboarding and you know, luxury resorts and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, people in the spiritual world, they try and poke, poke fun at me and, Oh, it's not so spiritual, but look, we're living in the matrix. The definition of a shaman is to walk between both worlds, spirit world and the material world. 
And so, and I'm not calling myself a shaman, but the fact of the matter is you've got to be able to dance inside the matrix and have a clear vision of the future or where you want to go into the spirit world or into the, into the unseen. And so, and I have that. And so you have to play inside the games. This iPhone 10 state of the art, you know, the iPhone 11 is real state of the art, but this iPhone 10 that I'm on right now is state of the art. It's a piece of equipment that I can transform the world. Tens of thousands of people follow me every single day in the work I do. And the work I'm doing is just pointing people back to their divinity. My book, yeah, it uses my physique. This is the gifts that God gave me, but it's not about me. It's about our symbiotic relationship to the earth. It's about our divinity. I put the sacred geometry on there because that's our divinity code. It's there to activate human consciousness, whether people realize it or not. And so, and I'm also appealing to the 50-year-olds that control advertising companies, that control media companies. They're here making decisions that are fucking up the rest of the planet for us, right? They're programming the mind of the human. Most men have gone through divorce. They've got a pot belly. Their Ferrari and mistresses and their mansions aren't working for them anymore. Good. Fuck you, man. This is what you can achieve, right? Come follow me, brother. I'll lead you right back to your own divinity, you know? And then maybe you can go back into the world just as many professionals in Los Angeles are now drinking the ayahuasca and waking up and trying to make better media here in Los Angeles. People are waking up. I have seen a huge shift. I've been juicing for 30 years. People were like, what is that? You know, I've been skin brushing. Oh my God, why do you do that? What are you, crazy? And it's just like, look at the butthole sunning that I went through, you know, just in the last seven weeks, it went, it went super viral. And everybody was refuting it. It's like sunlight on your naked body. Uh, what's the big deal? Oh, it's enough to make big deals to make clickbait and fake news all over the world. We're not just talking about on the internet. We're talking Rolling Stone magazine. We're talking Entertainment Tonight, David Spade, uh, Steve Colbert. I mean, it went New York Post. It went all over the world refuting natural principles. Sunlight on your body, the source of all life on planet Earth. Oh, my God. And so it's like people have lost their minds. But I now have a tool to affect human consciousness. And so I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it wisely. And, and then, you know, once we are evolved, we'll realize we don't need to have the shit that we're consuming. And everybody can get back to nature. We just want to frolic in nature, pick flowers, smell flowers, have good sex that's not programmed by pornography and scarcity and have nutritious food and, and have clean waterways and, and know what to do with our systems. We can create good systems for our waste and recycling and I work with David Sandoval. He's got a wheatgrass company for 27 years. He's going plastic free in 2021. It's that hippie consciousness. He's just taking it to the next level. He's like, I'm going plastic free, you know? And you know what? Last year they got rid of all the scoops uh, in, in our, in our wheatgrass powders. And so, you know, it's this type of advanced thinking. We, we can go in that direction. He also invented the Terra pouch bag. So our wheatgrass superfood powders, they come in tree resin, bamboo, and hemp. You know, we're the first company to invent that. Human ingenuity is there. We've always been able to solve our problems. The problem is the, 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 the global entities, these dinosaurs, like oil companies, chemical companies, and pharmaceutical companies, they're so huge and they're paying everyone's bills, right? That it's hard to take these dinosaurs down. The fact of the matter is the systems are rotten to the core. It's like Buckminster Fuller said, you don't, 
change a system by fighting it, you design the future and it will go to the wayside. And that's what's happening right now. The old systems are, they're crumbling. They're completely crumbling. News is not news, guys. It's fake news. It's for advertising. Study the uh, century of self. Edward Bernays was Freud's nephew. He took all the psychology from Freudian uh, uh, psychology and put that into media, television advertising, and programming. The news reports is pay per play. It's no scientific research. That's research bias produced by corporations. Then they pay to go on news with that information because news channels need content. How do I, how do I know that? Because I do media. And they always need content. And sometimes they're just talking about stupid stuff. Watch my video on YouTube where I talk about the spiritual spacesuit. They wanted to get me engaged into talking about why Victoria's Secret, uh, you know, something it was, it was, it was, I went into it and it was, uh, it's basically they're trying to normalize dysfunction. They don't want to have this, this, uh, these beautiful women prancing around anymore because it's going to make the fat people feel bad, right? But that's normalizing dysfunction. And so, and the lady couldn't even have an intelligent conversation with me. She got caught on talking points. And this was an open media channel. It was, it was RT. And uh, so this is just a primary example. And look, leaders and innovators have always you know, thought different and move the culture forward. And that's all that's happening right now. There's great change happening on the planet. I'm a big KRS-One fan. I'm a big hip hop fan. And KRS-One's been talking about this for years. I interviewed him in 2015 for my YouTube channel and he's been bringing in consciousness. The consciousness is popping. That's the bottom line. Look at your podcast. You know how many podcasts I do like this? So I'm, I'm getting the message out there. That's amazing, man. I was, I was waiting for you to just keep going. I love how you mentioned the century of the self because I watched that and I was like, oh my goodness, that's, that's interesting. And if you read um, uh, the Confessions of an Economic Hitman or watch yep. any of the uh, Zeitgeist documentaries, it's like, oh, very fascinating. How, how far does this rabbit hole goal and it, go? And it's very good to have that understanding so that you can know not so much like what the enemy is, but what the problem is. Like if you understand that eating too much sugar is not ideal for you, then you can now have the awareness to not have so much sugar. I remember when I was a kid and I have like, you know, uh, Cheerios, I put so much sugar on it that at the bottom I was just drinking scoops of sugar, but I didn't know anything as a kid, right? And so it's maybe okay as a kid, maybe not perfect, but when you have the awareness, you can make a change and have a uh, choose something different, and then you're going to get a different result. And so it's good to understand what the challenges are that we face as individuals. And one of them is the debt slave system that you talked about, um, disengaging from these practices where you spend your dollars, right? You know, that's very important too. And what we're eating and understanding and taking care of yourself. I think that's the paramount thing that you can do is getting yourself into alignment. And I love, love the Buddhist eightfold path. And you spoke about Taoism. And when I was in, Nelson, British Columbia, I was very fortunate to study with these Taoist teachers from uh, Korea and they came over to teach the Tao. I guess they said they got a spiritual message they needed to go and I and they would take one line from the Tao Te Ching and break it down in such a beautiful way and really the core of their message always was balance and, and what you said is living in the real world where we, we have this aspiration of what we would like to be and what we're capable of and what we can become and also the challenges of the everyday life and how we need to continually 
make those decisions, the ones that are going to keep us on track, keep us on the path that is going to give us the result that we truly want, not distraction and the pendulum going the other way. So, um, man, this has been a treat. I could talk to you all day. I want to honor your time because I know you're a busy man. Is there anything like anything that we chatted about that you wish that I'd asked or anything that you'd like to, you know, rant about or close this episode with? Well, let me think. I got a little distracted on the Facebook. I was, was trying to share it on my thing and then I was reading some comments. So thanks everybody for <laughs> tuning in. Um, well, I would just like to say that uh, people watching this out there, you matter. Uh, the people in your family uh, matter. We all matter. Um, we are all one or none. That's my religion. Um, you know, uh, you are making a difference just from thinking different. Uh, awareness is the first step. Um, it's time to get these messages out there. If you resonate with good stuff on the planet, then keep sharing, sharing positive messages. Uh, you know, what I tell my clients and people that are around me, if you're not making money online on social media, get off. It's a huge stress, both digital stress, uh, going from one interface to the next is very stressful for, uh, the, the psychology of the human mind. And, uh, um, but if you are going to stay on, then start propagating and promoting good messages. I work with an organic wheatgrass company. I encourage anyone who wants to stay online to join me in business so you can at least earn a little bit of money. Swipe up feature. People are shopping online now all the time, and they want to get it from people they trust. And I work with, of course, everything that I work with is completely organic. So, you know, check out the holisticjusticeleague.com if that inspires you. But otherwise... If you're not making money online or you're not affecting change or you're not creating art that's affecting change, then get off it because it's stressing the human body out. You can do things much better with your time. Reading a book, you know, it's, all, it's almost antiquated now. Reading a book, barefoot walking, moving your body, riding your bicycle, um, you know, just, you know, body in motion stays in motion. So, and, and the level of stress that I deal with because I am running, uh, uh, my business on these devices right now are very stressful, especially with the eyes, what it does to the eyes, um, uh, the little muscles in my irises, as well as the big muscles that, that surround my, my eyes. I can feel it. And so, uh, you know, manage your time and energy wisely and spread the good messages. But more importantly, just be healthy, be a beacon of light in a world. 70% of the American people are obese or overweight, and we export whatever's popularized in this country. And so the obesity rates are exploding in the UK and the EU as well. You know, all these trade deals, they have our genetically engineered materials and our processed foods all intertwined. Our corn-fed beef and all that stuff is intertwined with all these trade deals. So we're getting all our garbage to the rest of the world. And so uh, just being healthy is the best thing that you can do. And of course, buy my book because my book will teach you exactly how to do that. <laughs> and it comes, if you get the hardcover, it comes with my online stress management course, which goes through the seven factors of stress in great detail. It's about six hours of content. So they can find that at TroyCasey.com. Right on, man. Well, I appreciate you and your work and everything you shared. This was definitely a fun conversation and it opened up uh, a lot of rabbit holes in my own mind. And I think overall, 
I love the message of just getting healthy and health as the baseline for everything else. Because if you don't have health and vitality, it's going to leak into everything and, and it changes how you think, you know, you're in straight up survival mode. If you're unhealthy and you're going to be unhappy and you're going to spread that to other people. So uh, it's a really powerful message, man. I appreciate what you're doing for being an advocate and um, just your work and your message and also testing the limits uh, learning from great people and great minds, being open-minded to look at new things and test them yourself as the guinea pig and then report back to others and say, hey, this thing worked. This one um, might not have worked, and but this is what I learned and inspiring a lot of people to take uh, their health in their own hands and understand that they need to be the change and they need to be the ones that actually do it. So I appreciate you and your work. Um, anything else? You feel good with that? TroyCasey.com is where they find you. That's where we're launching my book. We're in pre-launch right now. My team's still working on that website right now. So uh, Certified Health Nut YouTube channel. I got three videos coming out a week. Um, I've got uh, my Instagram. I'm very active on there. And, uh, and uh, th those are the best places to follow my work on, on the daily. And then, uh, and then um, yeah, and I'm doing live events coming up. We're doing the book tour. Um, I do personal retreats here in Los Angeles for people that want to transform their lives in a very short amount of time. We do one-on-one. -on -one. I do uh, off-grid retreats. Um, and so I'm constantly doing events and, uh, you know, just stay in touch. And the thing about self-love is, you know, I hear so many conversations about just be kind and, and, you know, this about love and that love. You've got no love to give if you haven't, you know, love yourself and, 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 and be kind to yourself. And so work on yourself first and foremost, this whole idea about selfishness that was instituted by the Catholic church. And so they wanted you to basically be, you know, give all your energy to them. And so for control. And so, but we have to take care of our own vessel. This is the temple of God right here, Woo! right here. This these two temples triangulate with the Adam's apple and the mandible triangulates with the third eye. That's the star of David. This is the temple right here, baby. So take care of the temple of God. Love it, man. Epic close. Well, I appreciate you and your work. Definitely go check out his new book. Follow him online. Very fascinating character. Tons of knowledge, tons of information, and lots of fun videos. So thanks so much for coming on, man. God bless everyone. Okay, see you guys. Thanks for watching. Peace.